Actually, just kidding, it's me, Chad Michaelinus, in a mask that will continue to be on my face for the remainder of this podcast or until I get tired of it. Hey everyone, welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I got this Skull Kid mask, this Majora's mask, on Etsy, and it's amazing and it's wonderful, but it hurts my face, so I'm going to take it off. While I do, please introduce yourself, Mr. Co-host. Hey, I'm Adam. I don't have a Majora's Mask mask. Uh, that thing uh, is beautiful, by the way. Isn't and it? Oh, my God. also seems very obnoxious to wear, but it's it really is. cool. It is absolutely obnoxious to wear. I don't know if you can tell, though. The eyes, they glow. Oh, they light up. Ooh, spoopy. Very good. Are you going as Skull Kid for Halloween? No, 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 no. Are you no, going no, to Halloween no. as well? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, now that I've done that gag... And it's been on this, the podcast. It is now going to be on my wall. So I'm going to mount it somewhere on my wall. Dude, your your house is becoming like a montage where like I every know, week right? it's slowly getting more and more like lived in. Every day you get to see something new. Like we've got, this is where it's hard to point to things on the screen. This is a new Link poster. I don't know if you can see, mm. you can't see it in the stream, but there's a new Zelda poster over there on my piano. We've got, oh, here I can twist my camera. We've got a Hollow Knight and a Skull Kid poster. It's it's becoming it's becoming a wonderful video game nerd's paradise. It's really cool. Very jealous. Thank you. Thank you. Hey everyone. Uh yeah, we're here. Episode 225. We've got a lot to talk about. If you are listening to us live right now on twitch.tv slash affable idiots, hey, what's up? Drop us something in the chat and send me your favorite recipe for baked Alaska. If you are <laughs> <laughs> okay, that happens on Sunday evenings around eight thirty ish Eastern time, uh, and then if you want, you can catch us on demand on YouTube and podcast services every Tuesday morning at nine a.m. Eastern time as well. We're gonna be talking about Far Cry Six DLC, sounding totally batshit awesome, kinda. Uh, we've got Jake from State Farm is now your favorite video game character. And then we are also going to talk about a lot more, but we're going to start today with a doozy of a main quest, which is all about the PlayStation 5, PS5 PlayStation Showcase, um, which was on Thursday of this past week, as we were recording this on Sunday. There was 45-ish minutes of content, followed by like another 15 minutes of post-stream stuff. And we've gathered a bunch of things from across the internet as recaps and additional information about a bunch of these projects. So we're going to go through most of the big things that were announced, kind of talk about some extra stuff, our thoughts on them. And we're going to wrap up with some of your questions, which you asked us over on twitter.com slash respawnaimfire. Starting out with a KOTOR remake from Aspire Studios. This is something I did not see coming at all. And in fact, when we saw, we saw the, the um, it started this black, there's some voiceover, we saw the Sith, and then you see the lightsaber, and I thought we were going to get a Knights of Ren game, and I thought that was going to be freaking badass, and then it turns out it was going to be a KOTOR remake, which is great, 
because I know a lot of people really, really love that game. It's something I have only played about four minutes of on my iPhone as when it came to iOS. Um, but some, some information about this game. It's going to be a brand new, like, ground-up remake. It is not going to be a porting or, or high-res uh, or up-res, anything like that. It is a brand new remake. A lot of industry veterans... Uh, sorry, a lot of industry veterans and original team members from the original game are on board with it. It is including voice actor Jennifer Hale will be reprising her role as Bastila Sean. There is also a lot of other voice actors returning that we just don't know about yet. Uh, and there's a quote that says, I do think that you're going to see some other familiar voices return, but that's probably as deep as we're going to go on that one right now. And then, of course, it was revealed that it will be a console exclusive at launch on PS5. PS5, surprisingly, not PS5 and PS4, but a PS5 game. And that a PC version is also in the works. Adam, I know you like the wars in the stars. Yep. How does this tickle you? Uh, I have very mixed feelings on this one. This is an mm. announcement that should be very hype, but a lot of things have me worried about it. Uh, I'm hoping for the best, but preparing for the absolute worst. What's worrisome about it? I know, I know almost nothing about this game. So the thing that worries me is basically who's developing it. Because um, this is a remake. Like I said, ground up, you know, completely. Think of, you know, FF7 or whatever you want in that sort of vein, right? Uh, it's being made by Aspire, which you don't know because you've never heard of them. Because the only thing that they've ever done is port old Star Wars games. So they did like the Episode One Racer port. They did the Republic Commando port. They only port old games. They never made a game of this size ever before. So that worries me. It's like good thing you can port old games to the Switch. Good job. But can you make a remake? I've never seen. Mm. And then we said uh, the the team has some uh, industry veterans and pe original people who made the game. No names. So it's not creative directors. It's not. They would say that, I would assume. It's probably like, oh, this guy did uh, background art and he's back again. So we can technically say that we have someone from the original team here. Uh, so that's what worries me. But if they do it right, it'd be awesome because this game is amazing. Uh, it's very old. Honestly, playing on iOS is about the best way to play it nowadays, but it's still yeah. an old game. But it, the story is <laughs> great. And at the time, it was it was awesome. It's, it had not aged well in the gameplay department. So I'm worried because, again, an experienced team trying to do a thing that I don't I don't know if they can do. But if they do it, I'd be so I'd be so happy. It can come to PS5. I don't make any difference. Just put the game out. I'd be happy. Um, we'll have to see. I'm real. Again, I don't want to get excited and then the game's like a seven and then everyone gets super pissed i'm not i'm just i'm already prepared for it so yeah but if it's good i would love hey, it they could end up being the next blue point who like they start out doing some some ports and then they do ground up remakes and now they're one of the like most renowned studios for that thing who knows i would have trusted blue point with this that would have actually been yeah. way more excited if it was blue point again aspire's not bad they just again they literally only port like 360 or n64 and like original xbox games to current consoles i'm like that's you're kind of just giving us the pc versions of those old games like that's not yeah, that impressive kinda. they don't even look or run super super great like they're fine but they're not the best so again i wish i hope they prove me wrong because i'll i'll be happy about it as with any PS5 exclusive game, I'm super excited to see what they do with haptics. Like being able, to, with the force powers and feeling that in the controller. Ah, oh, can't wait. I hope that every swing of the lightsaber burns my hands. That's also the thing. It needs to be a remake because you would not feel that uh, with the original game. Because the original game is very 
people say turn-based to me it feels more like uh like you queue up attacks so it feels kind of like an mmo like old school mmos where you would like oh f1 it's got a cooldown let me hit f2 you know that sort of sure. thing. you queue yeah. up your attacks i guess sort of like original dragon age or you know, first dragon age was also similar where you just queue up your abilities i haven't um, have you ever played i haven't played dragon age so i don't know if this is the same as is Neverwinter Nights? Have you ever played Neverwinter Nights? No, I've only played the new version. Well, the, okay. you're talking about the one that's on consoles, like the MMO that's on consoles. I was talking like the original PC version. I don't know if that's similar to what's on consoles because I didn't play that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it's a thing where yeah, you have like here's your powers, and then you they you use it and it's a cooldown. Okay. So the game was very MMO-ish, turn-based. I would love if they revamped the combat system and yeah, give us the haptics where I feel like the pulsing from the lightsabers and stuff. That would be great. The way it's yep. set up now, you just click a button and then you watch your guy do the attack. Uh, again, this could be awesome. I'm just tempering my expectation because I've been hurt before and I don't want to be hurt again. <laughs> I've been hurt before. I'm still scarred from this past relationship. <laughs> Interesting to note, uh, EA is nowhere mentioned anywhere in relation to this Star Wars property. So we are we are exiting the age of EA Star Wars games. Or Bioware. I don't think Bioware was mentioned, besides, you know, saying the original people right. from the team, but Didn't see I don't anywhere. know who owns that game. I would assume Bioware would own the game. I don't know. Maybe that's part of, like, we have to remake it. <laughs> like, we have to straight up remake it because Bioware won't let us have the original code. Who knows? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, we then got a trailer for Project Eve. It was a very long trailer that felt like it told us literally the game from start to finish, but it, it was a, a very Japanese ARPG. It looks like lots of kaiju and weird, awesome-looking monsters. That it's one of those games that like the combat and and the um, the monsters in the world look like something I could get into. The only thing that might keep me out of it is like it looks. Kind of like Near Automata, where it's like it's a very Japanese game, and that might be a little bit of a barrier to me getting really hooked into it. But looks like it could be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably out the same thing. Or if something's like super Japanese, there's certain things that I really like that are like really good. Um, but again, can't just be. I'm not. I don't love Japanese aesthetic when it's super hardcore. That's what it is. Uh, I'm not saying that those games are always bad. I just you gotta you gotta you know, earn me on that one. Cause that's normally not my thing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, the monster designs are awesome. I saw they did the scan of like the wheel head and whatever monster, like where they made it and then they scan it in. That would look cool, but yeah, I don't, I, we'll see. I don't, that's probably not a, yeah. a high on Adam's list of things to buy. I was kind of, I don't know how, how consequential this is in the game, but like when they show the reveal of that monster and it shows up several times throughout the trailer and then they show her just completely obliterating it. And I'm like, well, now we know how the boss fight goes, and we know how it ends. And like, what? Why? Why did you just spoil that for us? Project Eve, dude. That's all you got to know. Project Eve. I guess. <laughs> we got uh, another look. I feel like this was the second look at this, but the only one that's memorable to me at Forspoken, which was this used to be named something else, but now it's Forspoken. But I forgot the original. Project name. Athea. Project Athea. Is yes. What it used to be called. Um, we got a kind of a. A combat trailer, traversal trailer, a lot of in-game stuff following the main character of Frey on her journey. Uh, it's coming to PS5 in spring 2022. There are a lot of great names attached to this one. The writing team includes uh, Uncharted director Amy Hennig, who worked on the first three Uncharted games, uh, as well as Todd Stashwick, and Gary Whitta, uh, writer of Rogue One, a Star Wars story, as well as Allison Reimer, who's known for Shadowhunters. Um, Hennig and Stashwick, they last worked on a Star Wars game for EA and Visceral before that was shut down, which is like the story of Amy's life the last decade and a half. 
but multiple times, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this this looked really cool. There's all sorts of like particle effects and things like that going on. It kind of looks. It, it gives me when I first saw it, it was like, oh, this looks like Lady Prince of Persia, I mean, Princess of Persia, a little bit. Like mm-hmm. what a new reimagining of that game series might be, uh, or a little bit of um, Heavenly Sword. Very very heavy action uh, RPG combat. Uh, Frey, who's voiced by Charlie's Angel star Ella Belinska. Again, it's going to be a PS5 console exclusive for at least two years. I'm very excited for that game. Again, all those particle effects, I can only imagine what the haptics will feel like doing all of that combat. It's going to be freaking amazing. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Uh, yeah, this is another one I'm 50-50. I'm excited more. I like that it's, oh, this is a modern-day girl who gets sucked into fantasy land. And I think all that's cool. The writing team is great, so I think the story will be a good time. I love the way that it, uh, the powers and stuff look, where it's, you're just Doctor Strange basically punching stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah. which looks really cool. I uh, I want to see more from the world, because all we really saw was like a bunch of stolen buildings. And I was like, this world doesn't look super interesting. But again, it's a short video. It's a fantasy land. It should be really cool. The reason that I put uh, this in the doc, which only me and you know like a million people will care about but not probably everybody <laughs> so the girl who's voicing the main character Frey she was in the Charlie's Angels reboot from like you know a year or two ago or whatever um, her name's Ella right so she was the black girl who was in uh, Charlie's Angels the only reason she's interesting is because her dad is like a Dutch or like he's like royalty in Europe and her mom is Lorraine Pascal who is uh, a personality for Food Network. Um, she used to be a supermodel and then she became a baker and she's in all these Food Network shows. She's in like half the Food Network shows that ever come on and it's like, oh, your daughter is the the new actress in this video game and it's just funny to be like, because I watch, I watch Food Network randomly so much and it's like, I really like this Lorraine chick and I was like, oh, you're, you have a famous daughter and you were married to literal royalty. Like, what? <laughs> it's just weird. What a weird family family tree they got going on there. Game should be fun, though. That has nothing to do with anything. I just thought it was funny That's that this awesome. is the girl that I'm like, it's that girl from The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the girl with the famous parents who got married because they cook and lead a lot. Yeah. <laughs> cook and lead. That's what they do. <laughs> is that what Dutch royalty? Do they lead anymore? Do they have any significance? Who knows? I don't know. She divorced him and took the kid and then went on and it's weird because oh, her mom is, yeah, her mom's like 50-something, and she looks like she's like 26 years old because, you know, black don't crack. But, yeah, her mom's like a 26-year-old looking model who just makes cookies for Food Network. And I'm like, <laughs> what, a, what a cool family. Oh, man. I'm sorry, can't, I can't come to your birthday party this week. Food Network needs three more cookies. I gotta go make a couple I can't of do it. Um, outside of that, though, yeah, gameplay looks cool. The story should be great. I just, I want to see a little more of the world, you know, not too much to spoil it, but I'm like, we really only saw like stone buildings and that's yeah. basically it, uh, but it looks pretty and I'm sure it'll feel great. So. Yep. We got official confirmation and a trailer for the Alan Wake remaster. It actually looks like a, a good high quality remaster of this too. It's not a remake, like completely from the ground up, but uh, a lot of the lighting, a lot of new textures and like the trees are a lot more detailed now. Um, so it, it's a pretty significant remaster of this game coming in October. Uh, I know you're really excited for that. I'm excited for other people to be excited for it, but they didn't announce any new any new voice casts or dialogue rewriting. So I'll yeah, I'll no, let it'll else probably enjoy that. Yeah, they did they did change his uh, his character model so he doesn't look as doofy. Um, they did. Yep. 
yeah, this, I mean, it, it looks just like a very good rematch. It doesn't look crazy and, and mind-bending, but it's like 30 bucks. So it's like spooky time, 30 bucks. I might check it out. Or I might just wait for Black Friday and get it for like, you know, 15 bucks or whatever. Right. But <laughs> If you want to cool play for it for people. spooky Halloween, you got to pay full price. After that, it's dirt cheap wherever you want. Yeah. We'll this next one. Thank you. Oh, I am a, I'm a big Borderlands fan, and Tiny Tina is my favorite character in Borderlands, and Tiny Tina's D&D DLC in Borderlands 2 was my favorite DLC of that whole game. And I cannot wait to have an entire freaking game all around that. They gave us a, just a bunch more gameplay, shooting shit with guns, a lot of great narration by Tiny Tina. Um, so I'm just very excited to see this. You will be able to, you'll be able to create your own hero. There's a multi-class system that lets you mix and match six unique character skill trees, all with their own awesome abilities. It looks like they're really leading into that, leaning into that tabletop, you know, create your own character from scratch and, and, and play through this thing. I'm very excited. Coming March 25th, 2022. If anyone else out there is super pumped, hit me up. We'll play co-op through this thing. Yep, that'll be great. Uh, very excited for that. They mix, like you said, the best DLC in all of Borderlands. Um, and they're just like, let's expound upon that. Yep. Uh, that'll be great. I haven't played, because I need to finish Borderlands 3 at some point, but every time those games come out, I'm like, oh man, this is so fun to play. So, give me another one. We got some updates on some games. Uh, the next few to kind of, we'll just kind of toss these out there, and you can say anything that you want about them, and then we'll move on. But When we get um, to one, I'll, I didn't even remember this one. Well, I'll tell you when we get to it. <laughs> I forgot this was even at the show. We saw Rainbow Six Extraction. A game that I don't remember at all called Tachia. Uh, That's me. I what I was looking up the recap and I was like, I don't remember this game, but it's, it was somehow there. missed it. Oh, oh no! Wait, that's like the cute little character models, and they were yeah, you like take maybe, over or... over you possess things. I don't. There was a I game the in there, like, kind of like this. looked adorable and had an adorable art style, and I, I remember at the time it. being like, oh man, that looks really cute, and I would. I guess that has to be it. Process of elimination is nothing else on this list. So, okay, I might be interested in that one, but obviously I don't remember anything about the trailer other than it looked adorable. Uh, we got another Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. We saw even more Death Loop. Um, Couldn't so wait three days. <laughs> Got to show you right, right. now. <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt gameplay. We saw uh, what is this Radiohead and Epic Games? Did I miss that too? What is that? There was, I think, at the very end where there's some sort of collaboration with a Radiohead album. I don't, I don't care about Radiohead. Let me be I'm honest there. with you. Super don't care. But they're doing something like turning an album into a game. I don't, I don't okay. know. Okay. One of my friends was super excited. He's like, I love Radiohead. I'm like, I'm happy for you. Let me tell you what I don't care about. Uh, radio and head. Like, I don't <laughs> want anything to do with that. So. Unless it's like a, a Guillermo del Toro like person who has a radio for a head in a horror movie and like okay that could be interesting that was definitely a character in pan's labyrinth yep yep i can tell you of all of those games i'm less excited for rainbow six extraction now because it just for some reason looked worse than i remember it looking like visually i'm more excited for guardians of the galaxy because it looks like star lord is going to be relatable and cooler than i thought it was going to be uh i'm tired of seeing death loop and yeah, I think that that's that's my rundown of those like five games, six games. Yeah, Rainbow Six. Uh, again, I like that game mode in Rainbow Six Siege that was similar to what this is, but I don't really care about buying that. I don't remember this Dichia or whatever. Guardians. Again, that seems like a game I'll get on sale. It looks really fun. It looks you know like goofy. Um, 
Uh, they just keep showing me a lot of gameplay. I'm like, that looks like a game that'll be a seven and a half, and I'll have fun with it and never <laughs> yeah. think about it again. But it does look fun. I'll definitely check it out. Better than Avengers. Uh, and Deathloop, yeah, I just want to play it. I don't need to watch trailers. Like, either either you're going to play the game or you're not. Like, you already know. Right. So I don't know why they keep showing us trailers. And Vampire the Masquerade, I like the idea of it. This one is the Battle Royal one. Probably don't care. But it's going to be free on PlayStation, so maybe I'll try it out. But Yeah. I like you know, the idea that a, you can play as all, like, these famous vampires. So I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, you can play as Taika Waititi, I believe, is in the yeah, game. From from uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows, yeah. Johnny Depp <clears> from that <throat> other vampire movie. From uh, All of them are just really good Draculas. Something so about I'm excited something to about play shadows. as all the different Draculas. You can play as um, Edward Cullen. Can you? Is that real? I'm just naming vampires. I'm oh. just naming vampires <laughs> at this point. Like I, I don't think any of those people are in the game. You can play as uh, Aaliyah. And then Aaliyah's oh, brother, yeah. who stood in for her in the movie Queen of the Damned after she died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what are more vampires we can think of? Uh, this game's <laughs> running old already. No, it's for Raw 2 is all that matters, so let's have a good day. Right, 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 right. Uh, GTA 5. <laughs> like, why? Why do we need to see more trailers of GTA 5? Um, it's coming. It was originally scheduled for November. It's now coming March 2022. Um. For, sorry, this is the the next gen version of this. It's coming March 2022. We got to look at the game in action. Great, awesome, more GTA 5, and there are some like you can now warp between different parts of the map instantly and change characters. And cool. Yep, everyone's excited. Uh, yep. And then yeah, GTA Online will be available for all PlayStation Plus subscribers and PS5 for the first three months, as if somebody doesn't own GTA already. Like they need I to play the online for I'm free. The one per- this is the You're way. You're not gonna buy it then. I know. This is the way that um, that everyone's gonna get con me in. into playing GTA Online for for three months. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. gonna play it the for three, one night. Three generations later, you're finally gonna play GTA Online. Yep. Yep. They're gonna get you. <laughs> and I'm not gonna have a good time. Uh, <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo got a pretty interesting looking trailer there. Um, we didn't get any kind of release information about that, right? No release information at all. They're like, here's a cool thing. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> yep. There was a uh, rumor last week that Uncharted was going to get all the entire series released on PC, minus the Vita game. Uh, and we got a little bit of a confirmation on that. The Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. It's not the entire series, but it is a re-release of Uncharted 4 A Thief's End and Uncharted Lost Legacy, which was Chloe and Nadine's chapter. Those are being released for PS5 and PC in early 2022. I'm really excited because I've been looking for an excuse to go back and platinum Uncharted 4. Uh, As we get further and further away from that game, I remember it being like one of my top three games of all time, and now with so much other shit that's come out, I don't know where it stands, and I just want to re-experience it. So I'm pumped for that. Are you an Uncharted person? Are you a person who is Uncharted? I have never been charted. No, uh, <laughs> I have played uh, one, two, three, and half of four. I actually need to go back and finish four. Uh, you played the first seventy-six PS5. hours of four. It was Basically, a very long game. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't have another fifty hours for this. Um, so yeah, I, I do like the series a lot. Uh, two is the best in the series. Um, and yeah, playing an upgrade, upgraded version. That W because I never played Lost Legacy, so this would be my way to actually finally play oh, that game. Yeah. Ho- you know, hopefully this bundle is not too expensive. Yeah, because everyone says Lost Legacy is great, and I like the idea of playing a, an eight-hour Uncharted. 
I just never got to it. So honestly, now I, think I will. The best of the series is all the stuff you haven't played. The last half of Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy. <laughs> okay. All right. Does it beat Blue Sap? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lazarovich at the end of that game, just fucking running around with his stupid grenades. Yeah. It beats Blue That was Sap. the only bad part of that game. Everything else in the game was basically perfect. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. This next this next reveal, it got me. It got me. The whole time you see the Insomniac logo, you see Marvel, and I said, oh boy, can't wait to see Spider-Man 2. And the thing starts, it's just a, you know, a slow dolly in on a wrecked bar, and there's someone sitting at the bar, there's a person getting up from the ground. I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. And then we get a slow look at the person sitting at the bar, and then close up on their hand, they close their fist, boom, blades out, Wolverine. Blew my mind. And then for a split second, I was like, well, damn, I kind of wish we were getting Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Spoilers for three minutes from then. Just wait. Uh, so, yes, this is, a, this is a game from Insomniac, again, who did Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales and also Ratchet and & Clank and also all of your favorite games ever. Sunset Overdrive? Sunset Overdrive, yep. Um, so all of your favorite games and then also Sunset Overdrive. Um, this is... <laughs> It's being directed by Miles Morales' Brian Horton and Cameron Christian. Their goal is to, quote, not only respect the DNA of what makes the character so popular, but also look for opportunities to make it feel fresh and truly reflect the insomniac spirit. We have no release window. We just have a quote that was on the screen that says, Wolverine is in development for PlayStation 5. It's currently in development for PlayStation 5. Um, so it looks like it's not going to be cross-generation, Probably exclusive since it's a first party exclusive. The only game that's, you know, first party exclusive that's branched out is MLB The Show. So it looks like it's going to be. This is weird because the property Wolverine being the most popular X Men and X Men is the most popular outside of Spider Man, like the most popular Marvel property. To have both Spider Man and Wolverine exclusive on PlayStation is freaking huge. And to have them both developed by the same studio, like. I hope this is the start of a Marvel gaming universe and we see some crossover between Wolverine and Spider-Man somehow in these games and maybe they Insomniac goes on with all of the thousand trillion bedillion dollars that they get from these games because Spider-Man sold like crazy. I hope that they then spawn like seven studios internally and they just churn out amazing Marvel games and that's what that You know what would be better? Is if they had six studios and they made a Sinister Six game. <gasps> Shut the hell up. Oh, yeah. They haven't done that before. They the, were in the first Spider-Man game. <laughs> there's a question from Holden DePardo that says mm, yes. uh, on Twitter, said, should Insomniac keep going with Marvel or focus on original content after their announced projects. Which other PS Studio would you like to see make Marvel content, and which hero or villain? And then I think he meant to do the eyes emoji, but he just wrote eyes. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. That's a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that he, I, th I think you'll get a mix of both, because Insomniac's always been a team that has multiple, or a studio that's on multiple teams, right? So I guarantee whatever the Ratchet and Clank team they're doing, I don't know if they're on this or on their something. There's going to be, they have multiple teams. So they've always yeah. made multiple games at the same time. That's why they put out like all the good PlayStation exclusives so far. And it's only been a year because they just do all the work. I love Insomniac. 
Uh, they'll probably keep doing it because honestly, these games are, they sell well and it's a property that everyone cares about. And even outside of the MCU, people still care. So like, I honest, I'm probably sh pretty sure that, um, Miles Morales and Spider-Man 2018 are probably their best selling games that the studio's ever made. Yeah. So I don't know why they would not want to keep doing Marvel games. So, I mean, th that's the thing. Wolverine, I, that game doesn't come out for four or five years, like minimum. Oh, yeah. Like a game's not been out for a long, like the, I was interested, I was excited about the trailer, but I'm like, it's really a 30 minute, a 30 second trailer that nothing really happens beside claws. Like there's nothing, the game's not made. There's nothing on that game yet. If we got, a, but, if we got from Spider-Man 2, just at the end, spoilers, 2023, yeah. and we got from Wolverine, this game's in development, then it's way past 2023. <laughs> yeah. It, it's no way. Um, but yeah, they can, they can just keep making, you know, I don't, what was the point I was making? I don't remember. Yes, they will keep making Marvel games uh, because, again, they have multiple teams and they're very successful. Uh, yeah, this one's not coming anytime soon, but I think once Spider-Man 2 finishes up, I mean, they'll probably do a three. I'm sure Spider-Man 2 will sell well, and then they'll put Wolverine, and then they'll do that, and then they'll maybe... I don't know. Marvel sells. So, like, even the Square Enix game that isn't good sold well. Uh, relatively, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. It probably did fine. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see more. And other studios, honestly, anybody, like, if you can... Because I wouldn't think of Insomniac for Wolverine necessarily. Because like when I think Insomniac, I think of like platforming and traversal and like fun gadgets. And yeah. Wolverine does not traverse well because he's a stocky little short man and he doesn't have <laughs> gadgets because he stabs people. Uh, so like you know, I, it doesn't seem like their thing, but I'm sure it'll still be good. So uh, you could take any studio and they could probably make something cool because studios are good at making video games. Do you have one in mind that would be a hero mixed with a studio that would be interesting to you? Or I, I honestly just want to see, I want to see Insomniac like legit build out this this roster, and I think it's interesting enough for them that like not all of it. I I honestly don't see Wolverine as being an open world game like PlayStation's Spider Man was. I think no. it's going to be its own different type of thing. So it, they could branch out and and do other genres, and just like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where you know Captain America: Winter Soldier is much more of a political thriller than it is, you know, a quote unquote superhero movie. I feel like they could do that same kind of thing with all of this. If I had to pick another studio, I think the obvious choice is Sucker Punch, with you know having their experience with um, you know powers and open world and all that kind of shit with. Um, Jesus, why am I blanking on this? Infamous. Infamous, thank you. Um, so I think that would be a, a good get. Oh my God, you know what would be freaking fantastic? To use mm. all of their stuff from Infamous and make a yeah. uh, Scarlet Witch game. I was going to say Electro because it's just who he is already. But no, yeah. Scarlet Witch would be cool too. Yeah, just like having all her like mystical She's abilities. Got, yeah, yeah, mystical I was... abilities, shooting shit out of her hands, floating yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like, Oh, yeah, you're right. I wasn't even thinking of a studio necessarily, but I... So, interesting point. You know, Sony has all these exclusive Marvel games. Uh, Switch had it with um, uh, Ultimate Alliance 3. So, mm. Xbox, I'm assuming, would have it one day. I just want somebody to make me a Doctor Strange game. Like, I don't know mm. how you just be crazy. Like, it needs to be insane, but I would love a Doctor Rogue Strange -like. game. So It's a Doctor Strange roguelike game. Okay. You get to the end, you die, you turn back time and do it differently. Yeah, you're right. He just turn it back and he'd be good. Um, and you could just put, you know what? Let's put Sony Bend on it. You know, they need to get a W after the weird stuff yeah, with Days Gone. Yeah. Let them go. Let them do a Doctor Strange game. They could do it. Actually, they made Siphon Filter, right? Sony Bend. Yeah, 
I might be wrong about that. What what would be a good stealth hero? Who would be like a give me like a shield game where you play like the yeah, agents of shield. Yeah, they can they can give me like an agents of shield kind of game where you're playing agents and maybe once in a while you play someone with powers. You know, like you have cap once in a while, so you can really punch dudes really good. But what if it's like a like, cool. like a Rainbow Six Siege type thing? We have a heroes and villains, and like you're, you know, you get Maria Hill, and you get you know, like that whole shield crew, Nick Fury, some of those more grounded, like guns and punching powers, versus some of the more grounded enemies, like I don't know, Craven. Spoilers for our talk later in Spider Man mm-hmm. Two. Like I Bar Track, cool. the Leaper. Uh yeah, the Leaper from Winter yeah, Soldier. Just kick oh, yeah. people in first person. Yeah, yep. that'd be pretty fun. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think you could any any team could maybe think of a good. I mean, for God's sake, they gave for access a Marvel game that looks cool. So I think any team could make something yeah. good. And Marvel's is the hot shit, so they're gonna keep going until no one cares, which will be never, never, unless it's the Avengers game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've literally made Spider-Man games for thirty plus years, and people still love them. So I, yep. I think you're good with Marvel. Uh, just when I thought we wouldn't see Spider-Man 2, there was a trailer for Gran Turismo 7. Lots of great yep. shots for cars, and like, oh man, nice car. It looks good. Cars driving. And then there's... Cars are pretty. Cars, very pretty in pretty places. And they're going around tracks real fast, making lefts, sometimes making right turns. Oh, sometimes. Sometimes. Get a right turn. Sometimes. Oh, God. <laughs> I know every single time I could, they come up to a right turn, I'm like, oh, God, are they going to nail it? Oh, it's been so long since they've done a right. Is it in? Do they still have it in their bones, like riding a bicycle? Turns out, yeah, they just smooth as butter every time. Oh, man. You can <laughs> play those the release date for this one? <laughs> we can play those pretty cars on March 22nd, 2022 there on both PS5 and PS4. And then they Making came back and people. they did show us some Spider-Man 2. And I was like, Here we what? Go. We get both this of the these from one. Insomniac? This is the big one. Yeah. So we got a, a a nice little cinematic trailer. We see the return of both um, Peter Parker, Yuri Lowenthal, and uh, how do you say it? Najee Jeter? Yeah. From Miles Najee. Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also been... And so they were... We saw them together, and then they go in a dark alley. We have this narration, which I thought... You, you have in here, like, confirming Kraven as a bad dude in the game. I have, like, the narration, I thought, oh, the reveal's gonna be Kraven. Craven the Hunter is going to walk out mm-hmm. of the shadows, but it was Venom. And then I was like, oh, that's right. I totally forgot about the end of Spider-Man 2018. It's Venom. And the end of Miles it. Morales. And the end of Miles Morales. That's right. That's right. Um, Candyman's Tony Todd is going to vo- voice Venom. Uh, and so here's a, here's a fun thing about this game. Much of the original development team is returning for the sequel, including the creative, decor- creative director Brian Intihar and game director Ryan Smith. Again, we've already mentioned this. Uh, we got a 2023 as the release year at the end of the trailer as well. Spider-Men. I think it's a missed opportunity. They could have called it Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Zero out of ten. Not buying this game. <laughs> this gets me pumped. This gets me so freaking pumped. Actually, right off the bat, there's a question from Alex Cozina. At Alex Cozina. Cozy Bear on Twitch. All that fun stuff. He says, were you satisfied with what was shown off for Spider-Man 2 trailer? In the Spider-Man 2 trailer, were you hoping to see Spidey and company displaced in an entirely new setting? Or does another game set in New York sit all right with you? Uh, For me, I'll go ahead and go first. I was very satisfied. Again, this game's out. We know they're like, Miles just came out, like not even a year ago. I'm like, there's no way this game's coming out soon. 2023 is actually pretty, you know 
two years, you know, maybe delays or whatever, maybe the end of two years from now. That's cool. I'm excited for that. I'm ready to dive back in the, we don't really know the setting. I mean, it looks like New York, but I don't necessarily think it'd be the exact same map. You know, it could be anything. We could go somewhere else. You know, Spider-Man normally is a New York thing. So that's fine. Maybe they give us the different parts of the city. Um, and I was so excited. Yeah. The minute we heard that, that voiceover and I was like, Oh, Craven, that this is awesome. And then, yeah, when they show Venom, I was like, Oh yeah, thank you. Finally, let's go. Just that we get to play those, the Spider-Men and fighting Venom. And maybe they team up with Venom. I don't know. Venom doesn't seem super anti- antagonistic. He seems to be antagonizing Craven. I, you know, it's just the way the trailer's cut, but yeah, put Venom in, in a, in a game and put Craven. Put the big dumb pelt on his back, the big lion head on his back, oh, yep. the big doofy boy. God, I'm so excited. This, <laughs> this is, even with what's coming next, this is my most anticipated thing from this, uh, from the showcase, just because, like, that's the thing I want to play that I'm most looking forward to because, you know, we didn't really know about it necessarily. So this is yeah. my number one from the show. One of one of the most anticipated things for me is I remember back, there was an interview with Brian Intahar on some kind of, like, when 2018 came out, he did the press tour and went on all the podcasts. And somebody asked him why, you know, with all the different types of suits that are in the game, why why didn't we see the symbiote suit? And he was like, well, we kind of want, you know, that suit, that suit's so important in Spider-Man lore that we kind of wanted to, I don't know, weave it into the story somehow. Uh, so we didn't want to just, like, throw it away as an unlockable. So we know, we don't know, but pretty sure with venom in there and then you know them wanting to save the symbiote suit for gameplay really like being able to play with venom powers in all of this and figuring out like how, what toll that takes on his psyche and his body like that's going to be freaking awesome are we going to have to take over as miles morales because spider-man can't control the symbiote and he becomes venom who freaking knows i don't know i don't know this is all very exciting it's very cool uh first thing you said it wrong it's symbiote Symbiote. Excuse me. Excuse me. God. Remember when that Venom trailer came out? Everyone flipped out because they said it wrong. Um, Symbiote. I also like at the very end of the trailer, we do get the logo, despite like the chest piece, but it's mm-hmm. on the black suit. Like we see, well, I don't know if it's a black suit, but we do see a white logo on a black background. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we get some some weird stuff with Peter gets a little bit of symbiote on him and uh, goes a little bad and you get to play Miles and help him out. I don't know. I'm interested. V interested. We'll be getting a lot more of that, I'm sure, over the next couple years. And then finally, they wrapped up the showcase proper with God of War Ragnarok. After a year of telling us, it's not necessarily called Ragnarok. We can neither confirm nor deny it's called Ragnarok. I don't know why. It just, I mean, they said Ragnarok is coming in their first trailer or something like that. And then people are calling it God of War Ragnarok. And why are they going through the trouble of telling us, no, no, whenever, that's stupid. Anyway, uh, got a great in-depth look at um, a lot of like story-related stuff, a couple of gameplay-looking things in there as well. It is going to feature series veteran Eric Williams in the director's seat, who has curiously worked on every single God of War game that's ever existed, which is cool. And Corey Barlog, who directed 2018's God of War, is moving on to work on some other unannounced things right now. One thing I didn't realize that uh, when they asked Barlog, hey, why aren't you doing this one as well? Why is you know Eric taking over? And they said just culturally at the studio, at Santa Monica Studio, like someone directs a game and then they move on and the next one's taken over by someone else. So, and Corey's the only one who's ever done two. And it's just a normal thing. I was like, oh, okay. 
that makes me feel better that it's a new person taking over. Like at first, I was like, uh oh, what's the trouble? Is this one going to be lesser? But that put me at ease. It's just culturally. Yeah, no, this is normal. Yeah. Yeah. We also got our look at Thor uh, via some artwork that was released by, um, what is his name? Rasta. Uh, I can never remember his name, but the le- the art director released some some artwork. Oh, all the the artwork of like the eight characters, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raf Cassetti or something like that uh, is his name on Twitter. Uh, he's vo- the Thor will be voiced by Ryan Hurst, who is known for his work as Opie Winston in Sons of Anarchy. He is a big fella. He's a hefty fella, and big boy Smitty Thor. Games on Twitter asks, "How much do you think Thor weighs?" I know this answer. You know, they gave an answer? No, I know it based on who I am as a human being. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, you can Go. guess first, but I actually gonna, have a, I can actually guess. educated guess. First of all, they don't measure in pounds. They measure in kilograms and metric Stones, tons. probably, actually. Sto- you're right, stones. I'm going to guess. You're- okay, there's a unit of measurement called a pood which is like 75 <laughs> kilograms i believe i'm gonna How say thor weighs weigh? eight poods <laughs> i hate that word so much <laughs> oh man uh so here's my actual educating i people have been going about this on twitter because they're like why is thor a big dude like he's not like built you know they specifically pointed out like he doesn't look like chris hemsworth is their thing um, wait 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 like wait wait wait, wait. sorry hold on oh. i have to interrupt you to correct myself before okay you say the right answer all right food is 16.38 kilograms oh not 75 like i thought it was I'm so gonna, he's probably like 100 poods <laughs> i'm gonna say i'm gonna say he's 24 poods okay god what a word um <laughs> 24 poods so, is about 866 pounds that's oh, how much Thor yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's a he's a big. Yeah. Well, he's got you know he's he's not only holding Mjolnir all the time, but he's also I'm sure he's got like armor that's made of Mjolnir, which is heavy. Nobody <laughs> can pick it up. He's he's, yep. he's a heavy dude. <laughs> uh, so yeah, everyone is on Twitter is mad because he's not like big muscular dude. He's like he looks like a country like built like a shit house. Like he's just a big fucking boy, right? Yep. Um, which is everyone's arguing like what actual strength is versus, you know, like vanity strength, like looking right. pretty in muscles, whatever. Versus like a power lifter. Who... People are complaining what, are arguing about what a cartoon character looks like, basically. Um, but right. <laughs> I looked up the average weight for your strongman competitor, which is a big boy, not necessarily like, again, pretty muscles, but just like big, like they got big bellies and everything just because they're all muscles. It's just a big solid slab of meat. And you're looking anywhere from about 350 to about 390. Uh, I believe the dude who play is the Mountain in Game of Thrones. That you know, famous powerlifter is the strongest about, man in the world. Yeah, he's about 385. And then Braun Strowman, who was a former wrestler, who was also a strongman competitor before becoming a wrestler, set at about 380. So Thor, you know, anywhere from 360 to 390. But he's also a god, and it's make believe. So 5,000 pounds. 5,000 pounds. How many pood is 5,000 pounds? We can't do the math. It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Google says it's 138 pood. He's 138 pood. Yeah, he's I mean, 138 again, pood. he's probably okay. close to 400 because he's a big boy. But if we're being silly because he's a, go- he's a mythical god, he can literally weigh whatever he wants to. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to yeah. say 383 on, on weigh-in day. 
I like it. I like it. Uh, much of the game seems to take place uh, uh, at least uh, maybe a few years, a couple years in the future from the first game. Uh, Atreus is going through his awkward puberty stage, it sounds like, and certainly looks like. So The actor's uh, definitely older, that's for sure. The actor's <laughs> definitely older from the last time he recorded his, his performance. Um, so I assume that they've transitioned the timeline too. And it looks to be all kind of about Atreus wanting to figure out who he is because we spoilers for God of War 2018 for the next 90 seconds. So Loki is revealed, or sorry, uh, Atreus is revealed to be Loki at the end of it, you know, son of his mother who is a giant. So trying to figure out who he is and what that means and who are his people. And then we see uh, two characters. I forget the name of the woman that was the girl that was revealed at the end, but she's like one of the last giants as well. Uh, we see the the Norse version of the God of War come face to face with Kratos as well, and he's much taller than Kratos is too. So that's really interesting to see how they kind of team up and whether he teaches them new things or whether he decides to kill him like he did all the rest of the gods in the entire freaking Greek universe. And, mm-hmm. uh, so with that being said, Matt from RI on Twitter says, how do you think God of War will handle the transition from one game to the other? Will I get to keep all my upgrades? If not, how do you think they'll start with Kratos and the boy? Uh, so you won't keep all your grades. You'll keep some of them. Like this is normally what it happens when you transfer or to a new game. It's like you won't be completely powerless, but you do have to have some sort of power level up because it's a video game. Right. So I think you'll have certain equipment or maybe certain abilities like from jump. But you know, maybe you know, Kratos is like, I haven't practiced in a while, boy. Uh, Got to stretch <laughs> my legs. <laughs> so uh, they'll figure it. Out. But I think you'll get to keep some of the some of the cool stuff from the from the first game. Yeah, there's usually in in God of War games, there's usually some big fight in the very beginning of the game and you have a lot of avail- abilities and equipment that you had previously and then just like in Metroid style, like you lose that for some reason and you lose your abilities and you get energy drained out of you or sucked out of you. So that's one kind of interesting thing that could, could take place and, and we'll see maybe some of your skills that you upgraded and things like that go away. But one thing that's in God of War, the series of games prior to 2018 as well, is that like every game has new goodies and new equipment. Like one game you got Hercules fist gauntlets that you could just beat the shit out of everybody with. And another game you got a spear. Uh, you got this time freezing uh, thing. So there's... There's all sorts of really cool different types of weapons and, and stuff that you can get. So I think while we've seen gameplay now of the Leviathan Axe and the Chains of Chaos, I think we're going to um, get some new things to focus on that'll be upgraded. Maybe they're like traditional. Maybe he's going to this new Norse God of War and the Norse God of War is like, hey, we have this ancient thing that we're going to pass down to you and you're going to learn how to use it and we have to upgrade that thing. But there's going to be new stuff. And here's another little thing that I think is is, is going to be a, a part of this. I think for some reason in the middle of this, either Kratos is going to die or Kratos is going to become incapacitated and we're taken over boy. And we're going to be playing Atreus. And so the skills that were previously just like us pressing a button to say, hey, go electrocute that guy with a, a lightning arrow or something like that, I think we're going to take over some of Atreus. So that's going to be a new skill, tra- a new path, a new upgrade thing for us to look through and play as Atreus as well. 
could could I could see that uh, a couple interests. I didn't write them down here, but I, correct me if I'm wrong. When I was reading about it afterwards, uh, it's supposed to be the end of the Norse uh, like chapter of yeah. Kratos's yeah, journey. Yeah, said this is the end of the Norse stuff. So, so that's interesting. That this, I mean, Ragnarok, it's the end uh, of this stuff, and then you're supposed to be able to travel to all nine realms. I think is another thing that I saw. Oh, that's right. Because so. there were some realms that were inaccessible in the first one. Like they were teasing yeah. that they're there, but they were inaccessible. Yeah, so I'm very excited. No release date. Mm, I kind of want one. I'm guessing there is probably, you know, COVID, whatever stuff's hard to work on. Uh, you know, I would hope for, you know, mid-2022, just because I'm selfish. But, you know, who knows? Uh, they're probably being safe until they actually know the release date. Like, right. they didn't, didn't tell Slastos release date until, like, right before, and then they pushed it, right? Right, yeah. Uh, um. So maybe a similar thing. I'm very excited. This game looks awesome. Again, I was more excited for Spider-Man 2 because it was unknown. I was like, thank you for finally showing me Ragnarok, and I can have a great time. Uh, a real quick thing from Zanger8, which is my friend uh, Zanger from Zang This Podcast. Uh, he just said, I need this now, and had uh, the gif of Kratos screaming, and you're right. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> this has made me... I already have the God of War Platinum, but like I've wanted to go back and do... you know Since the upgrade is 60 frames per second, and play new game plus and just figure out and just play through that game again. So I, uh, this has made me, this has stoked that fire again. Added to the pile of games that I already want to go back and play, like the last was part two. I need to go back and get that platinum trophy and play through that again and cry my fricking face off. And <sighs> Whew. that was the play. That was a, that was a, a banger of a showcase. It was like 35 minutes of some pretty good stuff. And then, like, eight of the best minutes of my life at the end. Um, yep. I would great. say there was 30 minutes of decent stuff, and then we got super bangers at the end. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, we did skip over everything in the middle because it's not impressive. But you're right, again, you're the, right, you're right. The beginning and the end are just, yeah, that make that, it was completely worth it, and I'm very happy we saw it. Yeah, me too, me too. All right, let's move on to playtime, where we talk about what we played this week. Uh, mine's boring is just destiny 2 adam you're up what did you play this week <laughs> uh all right so i did finish psychonauts 2 you can actually check out the review right now on <gasps> right uh, now. podcast services and youtube yeah we reviewed psychonauts 2 what was the title you, you used uh psychonauts 2 is it really game of the year who knows who you knows see what we say with our friends so and guests john hansen from from Pixel Street Podcast and uh, Court Lalonde. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. From I assume. I call Three him Dads Court. Podcast. Yeah, Court from, from Three Dads Podcast and Assemble Show. So that's... Go check that out. There's a new perk. Sorry, I didn't mean to just totally like kidnap your segment here. Do uh, thing. There's a new perk. If you are a Patreon subscriber over at patreon.com slash fire for $1, you now get our ongoing series called Raph Reviews. So we're going to do more short-form review discussions about new games and we'll reveal those for patreon members in video form exclusively for the first few days and then release it to the public after that so just another incentive to be one of our patreon subscribers it's only a dollar it's only a dollar it's a banana michael what could it cost it's one dollar you get a banana too if you go buy a banana for ten dollars you get a banana, uh, but know. you have to buy the banana. And also, okay, we're not responsible the for the quality of the banana. <laughs> yeah, it's just brown and only used for banana bread. Uh, yes. So, so yeah, we did finish Psychonauts 2. Had a good time with that. 
I also started playing a new game. So I've seen this game before because I think I got like a free um, Game Pass perk with it where it gave me like free costumes or I don't know. But my son was like, I'm bored. I want to play a game. And I'm like, name off the games you want to play. And he named them off. I'm like, I don't have those installed. Pick something else. So then <laughs> he decided on uh, Super Animal Royale, which is it's like not even a gig. Uh, and it is a like cartoony uh, kind of like 2D, like, you know, flat against the screen battle royal game. Yeah. Uh, where you play as little animals and you like pick up guns and melee weapons. And it's just like you go to the circle pick up your guns and, and shoot the other animals or stab them and at it's free to play right now and it looks fantastic yeah it's pretty fun really I was like, this is, is it on game pass no it's just a free game it's free to play game oh it's just free to play oh, hell yeah All yeah right. if they just i got a, a perk with game pass but it was like a costume but yeah no like the game is just <gasps> free it's on playstation all right yeah it's on everything um I, like your phone could run it honestly it's not crazy but it's it's definitely a fun it's quick like you play a match and it's if you make it to the very end, it's like maybe 10, 15 minutes, like compared to some battle royals where, you know, much longer, like 20, 30, 40. No, you, we played like three or four matches in like, you know, 25 minutes. It was a, it was a good time. Hold on a second. Just Someone's yelling adorable at me. little fox with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What's up? Ooh, there's an image. I don't know if this is real or not, but there's an image with yeah, Tom. Give me a second. Hey, give me a second. I actually have to go downstairs really quickly, so keep talking. Go for it. Yep, I'll I'll, exp I'll go over some of these images here on uh, that I'm looking up on Google Images. There's a beginner's guide tips and tricks, and there is an image of this fox, this cute little adorable fox, holding a shotgun pointed at tom nook and isabel from animal crossing and this is now my game of the year i don't know how much i i i cannot describe to you how much i would love to murder tom nook and isabel this is fantastic yeah you got little tigers with assault rifles there are grenades a super skunk bomb a banana a grenade that creates banana peel when it lands and is used to trip foes. Oh, this looks fantastic. Okay, now I have to look up if this is if this this Animal Crossing crossover is real. What's up? I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, I had to open the door and the dog was going ape shit. There's a I, I'm looking up this image. I don't know if you know it's real or if it's if it's not, but there's an, an image of uh, a fox holding a shotgun next to Tom, next to Tom Nook and Isabel from Animal Crossing. And if I can kill them in the game, then I'm 100% sold and it's my game of the year. Is that real? <laughs> or is that just fan art that someone did? Uh, that might be fan art, but you can unlock different animal skins. Like there's fox, dog, you know, bear, you know, all the furry, furry animal costumes are, are available in the game. So maybe you do something similar. There are multiple we'll images. Although I can't imagine Nintendo would let you shoot Tom Nook in the face with a shotgun. No, that's not officially licensed. So, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. And last, sorry about that, Edla. Last thing, I started replaying God of War 2018. Dope. The trailer got me excited. You know, I got that 60 FPS patch. Mm -hmm, started mm -hmm. that from the beginning and, and having a good time right now. Did so. you start like fresh or did you do... They have New Game Plus in that, right? I started fresh. Okay. So... Yeah, I'm having a good time with that. Hanging out with the boy. Still don't like the boy that much. Boy. He's a good actor. It's just I don't like the boy. But I have you no personal like reasons for that. Oh my gosh. Ooh, I'm a dad with an annoying kid, and boy, Atreus annoys the shit out of me. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kratos is a good dad, but man, that kid. Oh boy. Uh, but no, it's it's great story, and I wanted to go back through it. I just fought the 
fought the dragon. Oh, nice. With a little, oh, so the little lightning breath or whatever. You're kind of far into it. No, I'm just at the lake. No? I'm just going around the lake and digging around or whatever. Oh, gotcha. I forgot. I forgot how open world that is. Like you can go a yeah. bunch of different places. I forgot. You can just go there right from the start. So yeah, that's it for me, really. Dope. Um, quest log. Moving into some of the news stories from this week. We've got all your favorites here, like Crash Bandicoot and State Farm. So let's start with Jake from State Farm is an NBA 2K22. Says Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. Um, there are some significant updates to the social hub in the game called The City, and they added... I, I'm not familiar with what this is. They, they added a State Farm insurance store? Presumably not where you can buy insurance in-game, like, as if it were, you know, progressive online, and you could go to the general, save some time. But it's just State Farm-themed items, including jake from state farm who's there to talk to <laughs> and after you talk to him you can also dress like jake from state farm <laughs> in the game as well uh, so you don't buy insurance via nba 2k22 right this is just no a, a like paraphernalia that you can wear <laughs> i again it's the the my player like you just go in the city and dick around or whatever and play basketball i just know okay. that i've seen the clip that you talk to jake from state farm and he's there and then you can, like, get his outfit in the store. <laughs> I don't know. I, this is so stupid. I hope to God you can go in there and you can be like, hey, here's a little bit about me. Here's my income and here's where I live. And give me I need renters and I need auto. And, and do you cover floods here in New York City? I hope to God all of that's available. You know, with the upcoming, you know, Facebook and Fortnite metaverse, it's not totally unreal to think that. I just think it is the most ridiculous product placement we've ever had in a video so game, random. and I kind of love it. I kind of love it, to be honest. Um, next up, we have Bio3 Boss, B-A-Y-O, 3 Boss says... Bayonetta. That's a shorthand for Bayonetta. Gotcha. Gotcha. I knew it was about Bayonetta. I didn't realize that... I thought maybe Bio3 was a game that they were also directing. Who knows? No, anyway, no, no. Bayonetta, Bayonetta 3 says... That's my fault. Quote, everything's okay. Says Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. So the director uh, from Platinum Games... Hideki Kamiya um, and the boss at Platinum Games, uh, Atsushi Inaba, recently shared an update on the game on VGC. They said, quote, if you remember last time, I said that even though everyone was asking about Bayonetta 3, maybe you should tell everyone to forget about it for a while. I kind of need to keep to that stance for now because ultimately it's not our decision what to say and when to say it. Uh, Inaba told fans not to worry, saying, quote, there's no need to worry. Don't worry about it this time. Everything's okay. And then uh, Kamiya says, quote, as much as everyone is clamoring to see it, we are really, really waiting to release it, too. We want everyone to cheer us on as we run to the final stretch. And then also said, we want to show it, too. So it sounds like this is a cry for help. And they're being held prisoner right. <laughs> in Nintendo's dungeon. And they're like, please, dear God, we want to release this game. This is like the future of our lives. Uh, but Nintendo says they don't want to show it right now. That's so funny, yeah. Because I guess Nintendo gets final say because they they're uh, they're funding it or publishing it or whatever. Uh, yeah. I just think it's so funny. They're like, it's fine, everything is fine. Please, it's coming along. We'll tell you when we're Blink allowed to twice speak. If you're in trouble, <laughs> blinking Morse code to people. I just think it's it's so funny. They're like, we know. Please leave us alone. We're we're trying to survive. How long has it been since they revealed Bayonetta three? In like three years, I think. I feel like that was at the Switch reveal thing. i think it was at a game awards 
in like 2018, I believe. Bayonetta 3 I might be crazy. Date. December 7th, 2017. Yeah, Game Awards. 2017, even longer. It was announced for Nintendo Switch. So it was the year Switch came out, yeah. So we're coming up on four years. We saw that announcement. I don't think we've heard anything else about it since. Don't worry about it. At this time, everything's okay. You're right. We have heard something. We've heard that they're in, in dire need of rescue. <laughs> uh, next up, Alan Wake 2 is happening, says Eddie from GameSpot again. Um, we know that the remaster is now coming next month, and it will be followed by a full-on sequel, according to a new report from Jeff Grubb, who says that Epic Games has agreed to greenlight a sequel. And we know that Epic Games and Remedy have previously signed a publishing deal last year for two multi-platform games. Uh, here's a quote from Grubb. It says, they're planning, on, they're planning an Alan Wake sequel. They are working with Epic Games on producing an Alan Wake 2, or at least it's in the planning stages. So does that turn into anything concrete and real? I'm hopeful. I think so. I don't imagine it'll get derailed. Uh, he said that on GameSpot's sister site, Giant Bombs, Grub Snacks Show, which is an excellent good name. name for a show. What yeah. a good name. <laughs> Everybody's talking about Grub. Oh, what's the Bug Snack song? There's bug snacks. There we go. <laughs> Talking about bug snacks. There it is. Um, yeah, so in 2020, Remedy signed a publishing deal with Epic Games for two multi-platform games. One of them is Remedy's most ambitious game to date, described as a AAA game that was in pre-production phase as of March of last year. The second is a new, smaller-scale project that's set in the same series. Uh, it's, they could be, you know, Alan Wake 2 and the remaster that we just saw announced or some other endeavors. I honestly am really excited that this is Alan Wake 2. Hmm. And I know that sounds weird based on my opinions of Alan Wake the game. Because you hate Remedy. I fucking despise Remedy Entertainment. I <laughs> no, I love control. I really like their ideas. Like the idea behind Alan Wake is cool, but just the execution and the voice talent they hired and the the writers that they hired were awful. But I feel like they've had a lot of time and experimentation with you know, they had working with all of those actors on uh what was the Xbox game with the TV show that was built into Quantum it? Break. Quantum Break. Working with all of them. They've they've really ramped up in quality and and so I'm excited to see. I think Alan Wake 2 could be the good Alan Wake. I, yeah, I'm excited for anything Remedy that, that they do. A new Alan yeah. Wake would be great. And I love that, especially now that we know, you know, no spoilers, but all their games seem to be connected in the same <gasps> universe. That's right. So Alan Wake 2 could bring in people from uh, the other games. So, oh, my God. Let's go. Freaking can't wait now. That'll be a hype announcement for, you yeah. know, like... A thousand people, they'll do literal backflips out of their chairs when that game gets announced, and then people will buy it and have a good time that with will it. Be, but for nine hundred and fifty of those people, that'll be the first time they've ever done a backflip, and they're and gonna the be so excited. <laughs> there's gonna the be eight hundred of them will break Everyone's their got their vaccinations because those people are gonna be taking over the beds in the hospitals with all of their broken necks. <laughs> they're like, what, "What? What's he in for? He needs to go to the ICU." Alan Wake. <laughs> Big crash tease for the big 25, question mark, says Darren Bonthuis at GameSpot. Bonthuis. Um, Toys for Bob Studio, who's done a lot of work on Crash recently, heads Paul Yan and Avery Lodato 
began some festivities. They showed a highlight reel uh, with original Crash Bandicoot games, the the Insane Trilogy remake, Crash Team Racing, Crash Bandicoot 4. And then at the end of the video, Lodato dropped another hint that there's more Crash content on the horizon and is probably not, although it could be also, just a Fortnite skin. Um, but a quote that says, happy 25th anniversary crash. We'll see more of you very soon. And then, uh, Jonathan Dornbush at IGN also received a crash package recently. And there's a link here that that you put in that says, here it is. And I haven't looked at that yet. Let me look at it right now. Yep. And and we can describe to people. Well, I can explain it as you pull it up. It's basically, they gave him a box with a Wampa fruit in it. That's a pinata, but it's like, Oh, happy Mm. 25th crash. Here's the thing. Is there an embargo so, on when he's allowed to smash the pinata? I don't know. He said he opened up the back and there's pixie sticks inside of it. <laughs> pixie That's sticks. That's it. Just pixie sticks. Do, okay. Yeah. What is that code for in the crash? Sugar. Trilogy? This is actually kind of, it's a little surprising to me because when the crash trilogy, the insane trilogy came out, I know that that did incredibly well. It was like the number one selling game, at least in the UK for quite a long time. And then, I feel like Crash 4 came out and there wasn't as much praise or buzz or or clamoring for Crash 4. But I guess it did well enough to to warrant more content. So, Well, remember though, this team got folded into Activision to be a support studio for Call of Duty. <gasps> That's right. Crash is coming to Call of Duty. And it's just, it's just, okay, it's a new mode in Call of Duty. Instead of zombies this year, it's they're taking the monkey thing from Time Splitters, where some people are monkeys and you have to hunt them down, and it's just everyone fucking hunting Crash Bandicoot, the most dangerous game. Mm, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm confused. What what would it mean? We'll see more of them very soon. Either just like I don't know a video and maybe a re-release of like the games that they've already made, or I just thought as this, as we were talking, there's one more character left in the Smash. Uh, DLC. Oh pack. man! Uh, and that should be revealed, you know, relative. I mean, they only have one left, I believe, and that's yeah. it. That's the last piece of DLC. Are we going to get Crash as the last DLC character in, in uh, Super Smash Brothers? Crash for Smash. Oh, Smash Crash. I just thought of it right now. Could be true. Could be. We also could get a Netflix anime series. Who it's it's going to be another Fire Emblem character. <laughs> the next crash game is gonna star fire emblem character <laughs> they're taking over everything it's only fire emblem characters yep. yeah i'm we'll see i'm not you know gonna be too i mean I, i'm crash is fine like i'm not like you know doing backflips for crash like i do for alan wake uh I, you know i think i enjoy them they're fine yeah we'll see more of you very soon yeah i think it's either absolutely nothing at all and just like, oh, 25 years, Crash has been great to us. Sorry, we had to go make guns. Or it's going to be like, yeah, maybe he'll be in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Like, I don't know. Yep, yep. Twisted Metal. It's a game we talked about possibly showing up at the PlayStation Showcase when we made our predictions. Um, we have a little bit more information on it from Eddie Allen GameSpot. Apparently, there is a new twist, Twisted Metal game in development, according to, again, Jeff Grubb. Mm-hmm. Who, like the last year, Jeff Grubb has been the voice of every leaker and rumor in the world. I don't understand how people. I mean, I guess they feel comfortable talking to him, but man, he just just know anything you tell Jeff Grubb is going to go on the internet. Yeah, but you'll be anonymous. Yep. <laughs> uh, he said that the Twisted Metal game is in early development alongside the new show from the writers of Deadpool. 
He says, quote, I think Twisted Metal is in the works, but it may still be a ways off, so I think we're early. He also added that David Jaffe, who created the series, um, left PlayStation, obviously, a while ago, and is not involved in the new game. And uh, there's this one last quote here, that kind of like the idea behind having a game to go with the show. He says, quote, there's a prestige attached to Hollywood and prestige television that I think Sony is craving a bit, but also it's good business. If you look at what happened with The Witcher and Netflix, The Witcher 3 had its second best year since its last year when the show debuted. So yeah, it, it would be a good idea to have something Twisted Metal accessible and purchasable when the show comes out. So it totally makes sense that those are, are being developed together. Yeah, well, I 100% think that's what they're doing. That's what their whole initiative is with PlayStation Studios or whatever. We, we talk about whatever it's called. I don't remember anymore. Um, yeah, you want to... Here's a thing. Uh, here's a property you see on TV, and here's a game to be excited for, or vice versa. Like, like, I remember, yeah, when the Witcher series came out, people went crazy for Witcher again. Like, its sales went insane on, on Steam. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. If, you're, if you have the properties and you're a game studio or a game company and you're dipping your toe in something else, yeah, do both. You know, that'll help you out in the long run. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see when Will Arnett comes comes back again, roaring <laughs> a new career as uh, Sweet Tooth. It'll be a great time. Yep. That you, you mentioning PlayStation Studios also reminded me that they claim to have an Uncharted movie, like, in the can, ready to go, starring Tom Holland. I maintain that it is fake, and it was never made, and it's... Mm-hmm. all photoshop and the movie doesn't exist we haven't he even just did those photo shoots he he's, just took pictures of him in the ascot and that's all he's done i've done the same thing at my home don't worry <laughs> uh i looked up the date for that february 18th 2022 is apparently the new date after it's been delayed twenty thousand times if it's coming at all and you know the new uncharted games well not new the remastered uncharted games coming to ps5 and pc are early 2022 so it makes sense there's some synergy there that that movie's taking so long that Mark Wahlberg will actually be as old as Sully is by the time it comes out. <laughs> uh, final quest log here is Far Cry 6 DLC is cuckoo bananas. This is Jared Moore at IGN uh, wrote some information about it. We already had known that there was going to be Far Cry 6 DLC based around the previous series villains. We didn't quite know what that looked like or what it was going to be or whether they are going to be fighting each other. Who knows? We now know a little bit more information about that. So the game is launching this fall. There's going to be roguelike DLC, um, the first of three episodes launching in November. So the season pass includes three adventures where you play as each of the villains struggling to escape the horrors of their own minds, which is just like that concept in itself already makes me want to buy the DLC, but not the game. I don't give a shit about Far Cry 6, but I would like to play this standalone DLC, please, of these villains battling the horrors of their own minds. That sounds awesome. What the studio's doing, they're coining it as Die and Retry uh, for the series with the Far Cry Season 6, Far Cry 6 Season Pass DLC. So it's going to be roguelike, there's going to be DLC quest lines, and then you're going to get handed just a pistol to defend yourself as you start going into the depth of each villain's psyche. You collect power-ups, Uh, better weapons along the way. You can play this by yourself, or you can play it co-op with a friend who also does not need to own the DLC. Do we know if they need to own the game? 
Like, do they need to own the base game for Far Cry 6? Only player needs to I don't know DLC if that's clarified in there. You probably right? need the game, but maybe not the DLC. I've, I, I'm guessing. Gotcha. They also had... Was it Far Cry 4? 4, they had a friend pass for a couple Yeah, they had the which, friend pass. Yeah. We'd play for like an hour with each other. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then according to the company, the game will feature weekly insurgencies that will release starting at launch. These weekly challenges will see players eliminate a number of new threats that rise up across the island. Uh, Ubisoft says players will re be rewarded with updated gear for successfully completing the weekly tasks. Come on, Destiny Bounties! Do your Love weeklies, it. everybody. Do your weeklies, yep. Three further crossover missions will also subsequently be released into Far Cry 6 featuring guests from Stranger Things, Rambo, and Danny Trejo. Best news of all of this is that, that last yep. sentence you just said right there. Yep. Danny Trejo and Rambo, I kind of get in that Far Cry 6 universe. Stranger Things? I hope I it's... Want, I, hope I want it's the little kid. The kid. Yeah. 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 I want the kid, and I want him in his full ice cream shop suit. <laughs> uh, I want the mom from season one, when she's just like, everyone's like, you're an awful mom, and she's like, I'm stressed out. My son is in the demon world. <laughs> like, just let's play with... Let's have her. What's her, her name? To just... Uh, uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Yeah, and I want her as she's arriving around the world to just be like covered in Christmas lights. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. For ah, she's she's the villain. She's what's making all of these villains batshit crazy. You get in there, oh. you have to kill her three different times in three people's minds. This mom from Indiana is just fucking these people up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for the weekly news. We've got one little more segment here before we get to our game on game show from Adam. Talking about Game of the Year type stuff. Adam, yeah, take us through this it. Is Adam's weekly segment that Adam puts together before the show, and we do it every week. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, my yeah. idea, uh, this week was crazy for release. So I was, I was looking at uh, reviews, Metacritic, that kind of a thing. And this week has been insane in releases for games that are all like eights and above. Um, and I realized I'm not going to play a single one of those games. Or I had no intention to. And I'm like, oh, look, there's three games that I do not care about that are all scoring very well. So I'm going to look back. You know, you know, I don't, we don't get paid for this necessarily, right? So it's not like I have to play every single game that comes out for like a game of the year discussion. But it's like, you know, if I want to, you know, do my due diligence and try to play as much as I can, that's good. What has come out this year that is good that we've had no interest in playing, but it's like, oh, maybe we should because people are saying this could potentially be game of the year. So I sent you a, a link to the best reviewed games on Metacritic for the year so far. And I've also got pulled up the, re uh, the releases from last week specifically. This is why I brought it up. So I'll start with the last week and then we can go through the list for the year and you'll be like, like, Hey, this game reviewed well. Do you have any interest in playing it? Yeah. You know, whatever. We'll figure it out. First up, Life is Strange, True Colors. Everyone's loving that game. People are, yeah, I might as well say everyone. All these games are beloved. People are loving the game, reviewing very well. You know, Greg Miller says this game of the year, whatever. I do not care about Life is Strange. I've tried multiple other games. I've never finished a single Don't Nod game. I get halfway through episode one and stop. But this one's supposed to be super good. Uh, you have any thoughts? I have. I started the original Life is Strange, and you're like sitting in a classroom, and you're like reading a story, or someone's telling a story, or the teacher's talking. I don't. I don't remember because I literally fell asleep in the first three minutes of the game, and then I woke mm -hmm. up like 20 minutes later. And I was like, I'll play this another time, and I never played it again. 
Yeah, I got a scene in a bathroom, like you're in a bathroom, and then you control time, then you walk outside. And I was like, oh, it's open now. No, thank you. And I turned it <laughs> off immediately. Uh, that was like a strange one. That and being then I said, though, play, like, I yeah. do kind of like those types of games. Like, I do. I like, like the Telltale games. Yeah, like Telltale games. There are a lot of good entries there. I like, you know, like the What Remains of Edith Finch, that type of stuff. Like, those types of things are really interesting to me. But, I, yeah, the um, Life is Strange has never really appealed to me. Yeah, so, so maybe we need to pay attention. Unless I like have nothing to play, mm-hmm. and I happen to stumble across that, and it's on Game Pass or whatever, then I don't think I'm going to play that. Yeah, but maybe we should. I don't know. That's what people are saying. Uh, but I'm with you. Like, I don't know. But you, someone could talk me into it. It's not hard. Uh, again, this is just this week. Tales of Arise, this Japanese ass. RPG uh, future gun sword. It looks like every JRPG I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, it's sitting at an 87 on Metacritic, so apparently it's very good. How long to beat Tales of Arise? I feel like oh, this is going to be like, like a 60-hour game or something yeah. like that. And if that's the case, 41 and a half hours, not playing it. Yeah. I'm sure it's great for all you dweebs or what? Weebs? <laughs> all you dweebs. <laughs> all you weebs out there. I can talk smack. I like dumb things. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, it would be great. I have not heard the word I'm... dweeb in such a long time. What are you doing, you dweeb, you nerd? Uh, <laughs> I actually don't. I'm not a dweeb. Um, yeah, people love it. It's almost at a 90. I have no interest in playing it. The difference between this and Life is Strange is like, I had no interest in Life is Strange, but if I really felt I needed to play Life is Strange, eight hours compared to minimum 40 yeah, is Life is a big difference. Colors is nine and a half hours. So that's one that like, if we're getting to the end of the year and I feel like there's enough buzz that I have to play, then that's easier to, to swallow. Yep. And then the last one this week is, uh, there was the Fist, which is an awful name for a game, Forged in Shadow Torch, where you're like a, a mech bunny or whatever. And <gasps> oh, then Lost in Random. I remember wanting to be able to play this. That released on September seventh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! You're the badass bunny with the mech fist. Yep. Yeah. I remember seeing that and be like, actually, that kind of looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's sitting at an eighty, and then Lost in Random is the other one, which is the EA Originals game where you're in like a Tim Burton world or crazy whatever, and you roll dice. And I was interested in this one sitting at eighty. We'll see whenever I get to it. So that's just for this week. But looking at the rest of the year. Or any other thing that reviews super well that you're like, oh, I don't know about this one, but maybe we should. Uh, I'll just say, go ahead and say, if you get a Metacritic and you look at games released this year, the number one game is The House in Feta Morgana, Dreams of the Remnants Edition. It is some visual novel on Switch that has eight reviews and it's at a 98%. You, no, thank you. you know what this is? What this is this? This is... Um, at a Nintendo Direct a, a couple months ago, they revealed that there's going to be remakes of these two visual novels coming from that were never released in America or something like that are now coming to the U.S. For, this is the first of those. Oh, don't care. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't care at all. <laughs> in fact, that's actually this is that's a trend for. So you sent me the link for all of the highest rated things from this year, and like eighty five percent of them are remakes or re releases. Of games. Um, yeah, I'm that. scrolling down this list. It takes two. I have every intent of playing. Oh, yeah. yeah that's one, one I'm going to play like in the next week or two with my friend who just moved um, Yeah, Chicory. I've heard a lot about that one. I, apparently, it's like an adult coloring book or something. Yeah, I wouldn't have I've cared been, before, but maybe. 
I follow Lena Rain, who does the music for Celeste and um, a couple of other really great games. And she posts about this all the time. So I, I see a lot of these things on Twitter. Um, it, yeah, it looks like an adult coloring book. You get different skills that you can do with your paintbrush. and looks interesting. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise? Don't like Monster Hunter. Don't care how well it reviews. No, no, Do no. not care. No, 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 um, no. <laughs> Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, let's see. Keep going down these. So, yeah, you said a lot of these are re-releases or things that I've already played that I've enjoyed a lot. Um, remake Intergrade. Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. That was a good time. I don't know if it's like Game of the Year type stuff, but like if you haven't played it, you should play it. Yeah. Oh, this one uh, is an N87. It, this right here is the, uh, reviews for Switch, but I hope this game comes to PC and other consoles. But Overboard, where it's uh, let's you're like a, a lady on a on a, I think you're on a on a train and you murder your husband and you try to get away with your murder and I think you just like do it over and over again and try to get with your murder. That looks really cool. Um, I just hope it's on more things than just the Switch. Uh, I've been genre adventure that. general. <laughs> general. The genre is general. <laughs> Um, let's see. Is there anything else on here? I'm, I mean, at this point, I'm at like 50, 52, and it's, you know. Um, the, so the things that are on here that I know I'm going to play that I, I feel like I want to play before the year's over is definitely, it takes two. Mm. I, I'm struggling with Ratchet and Crank. Crank. <laughs> crank? Ratchet and Crank. <laughs> Ratchet and Jason Statham's Crank, where he has to have <laughs> sex or die. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rift Apart. I feel like I feel like I have to play that game, but I've also never played another Ratchet and Clank game. Who knows? If I have some time this fall, like that's one that I really do genuinely want to get to. I just don't know if I'm going to get to it before the end of the year. Yeah, that's when people will get mad at us for not playing, but I'm just not really a huge Ratchet and Clank dude. Even though I know people, yeah. it's pretty and all that. I've just never been a huge... For me, here's another one on the list. It's an 84, uh, Resident Evil Village, which I know people like. or will on people's list. I don't like to be scared, so no thank you. Mm. Even though I know mm. it's probably very good. Don't care. I yeah. mean, I care, but I don't want to be scared, so I don't care that much. <laughs> uh, I feel like Death's one... Door is one that people should play, too. I've already played it, mm -hmm. and it's definitely, like, top three right now on my game of the year, but... Yeah, it's on my list. This one, uh, here, I was listening to kind of funny talk about it, Artful Escape, which seems like either you're going to be super into it or you're really not going to care at all, and that's what people people seem to be. They're like, oh my god, I love this game, this is so me. And then other people are like, this game's trash. I don't want to play this game at all. Uh, but it's sitting pretty high on the list. So that one, it is on Game Pass, so that makes it easier. And it's like a four-hour game. But if it wasn't one of those things, I'm like, let me pass over this bad boy in a heartbeat. A heartwarming but, psychedelic tween adventure. Oh, okay. This, I remember seeing the trailer to this, and I was very not interested. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just, I'm out, I'm already at number 100 at the bottom of this list. So that's a couple yeah. things that are rated pretty high. If you about, again, the things we mentioned, I'm maybe 50, 50. Again, there are things I think I need to play, uh, that I'm, I'll probably get to. And then there's things that are going to scare me. So I'm not going to play them at all because I don't like to be spooked. I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of relieved when you, when you proposed this, I was like, oh man, there are probably so many games on this that I'm going to realize I have to play in the next three months. But now I'm looking at it. I'm like. Maybe One, two or maybe three, two. right? Yeah. Yeah. Not a big deal. I can get down with that. So that, that's yeah, yeah, it. That's yeah. for Adam's segment. We're, we're just 
trying to say, hey, what do we have to play for Game of the Year stuff? And we came away with uh, a few things. Shouldn't be too bad. Time for Game On Game Show. The Game On Our Gaming Show. We play a game called Game On. The Gaming Show on Our Game Show. Game, 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 game. This week, we have a game we've never played before on the show mm-hmm. called Guess What Happened This Week? And it's a game where uh, we take a look at gaming history over oh. the course of this week of the year. So from September 12th through September 17th are the earliest and the latest dates that we're going to be talking about. So today is the 12th. So for this week in gaming, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things that happened. Um, I will give you a date, the year, and then I'm going to give you a clue kind of about what it is. And we'll see if Mm -hmm. you can guess what happened this week in gaming history. Okay. So we're going to start on September 12th. The year is 2003. All right. And the clue is... This service won't scald you, but your wallet might get burned during one of its infamous summer sales. Uh, see, 2003, I'm going to say Steam Summer Sale. First Steam Summer Sale? I'm going to give it to you. It is Steam in general, just because it's launched. Oh, Valve it's launched. Okay, Steam. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, that was September twelfth, yeah. two thousand and three. You went with so the skull. Now. All the hot talk got me thinking of summer, and summer is you know <laughs> not September necessarily. But okay, that's when yep, Steam was launched, yep. two thousand three. Huh? Almost twenty years of Steam. Yeah, eighteen years of Remember, Steam. People hated Steam when it first came out, right? Like, wasn't uh, that the no, thing? Yeah. Like, nobody wanted to use it, and now it's the only thing you use. Right, yeah, it was, oh my god, I remember the boxes for games. I remember computer game boxes were enormous. Yeah. Yeah, you go to and Walmart, they, they get the Sims like, 3 or the Sims 2 expansion yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You get the big old booklet in it, and then you get like, you know, 13 or 14 floppy disks or a couple of CDs. And God, I remember getting Mario is Missing on all those floppy disks. It was like eight mm-hmm. of them you had to install back and forth. Anyway, uh, September 13th. So this is uh, coming up on tomorrow's anniversary. All right. The first one. Um, we have two for September 13th. The first one is from 1985. So something launched September 13th, 1985. And the clue is, two men take turns battling Big Turtle for the first time. <laughs> for Super Mario Brothers, huh? That is the release of Super Mario Brothers, correct. Yep. Uh, and I tried to make sure that I, like that is where Bowser first show up, was Super okay. Mario Brothers. Not in the original Mario Brothers game, not Donkey Kong. And, and then in 19- you said two men. I knew it. Two men. Super yeah. I started the clue with like two brothers. I was like, fuck, no, there's only one set of brothers that matters in video games. So I yeah. said two men, but all right. 1993, September 13th, 1993. You can finally play this classic game at home. And if you're lucky, it just might bleed. Just might bleed. So I know, I don't know if that means nothing to me. I know that this was definitely an arcade game first. Actually, now that I think about it, it's probably Mortal Kombat. It is Mortal Kombat, yep. This is the, yeah. the day that Mortal Kombat comes to home consoles. And again, if you had the Super Nintendo version, you didn't get blood, you got sweat. <laughs> yeah, Sega do what Nintendo don't, and what Nintendo don't do is gore. Yeah. <laughs> they hate Al Gore. <laughs> September 14th. So we have two for September 14th. The first one being in 2001. And the clue is, if you lived in the U.S., you'd need to ride a dolphin over to Japan in order to get this new console. 
GameCube, baby. I like That's that. Right. That was a really good one. That was a really good one. GameCube, the original code name of GameCube was Dolphin System. So, uh, That's yeah, when it was released in Japan? In Japan. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Japan, cool. September 14th, 2001. Next one is in 2004. This one might be tricky. Good or bad, you'll be rewarded for playing this action RPG naked. Good or bad, RPG naked. That's... So I immediately went to Ghost and Goblins because you'd go to your underwear whenever you got hit, but that's not an action RPG. Uh, 2004. 2004, yep. I was basically perfect up until this point, and now I'm absolute trash. I have no idea what makes it. Na- naked in 2004 didn't happen. I don't know. Nobody was naked in <laughs> no that year. No one was naked in 2004. I can't think of it. Uh, this was the release of Fable on Xbox. And what a weird wording. In, in the game of Fable... You can do challenges for just about every single quest, and you get a lot of rewards if you do it naked or in your. Un- they call it naked in the game, but you're wearing underwear. I played um, that game, and I don't remember them telling you to go in your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you could always get you could get more more rewards and more currency or whatever. We just played it this year or last year for barf, so that's how it was fresh on the brain. But oh, uh, that game, interestingly enough, while I was looking this up, it was originally a Dreamcast game, and then Dreamcast said, we don't want to exist anymore. And they're like, okay, cool, we'll go to Xbox now. Yeah, Dream, uh, Yeah, they just snapped themselves away. They're like, no, and they <laughs> nope. just turned to dust. <laughs> uh, two more here. The first one's on September 15th, 1996. While no one wants to remember their newest IP, this game dev started their pedigree on this day with Shattered Steel for MS-DOS. No one wants to remember their current IP, is what you said? Yep. No one wants to remember their newest IP. This game dev started their pedigree on this day in Shattered Steel. With Shattered Steel for MS-DOS. <sighs> Shattered Steel. What is Shattered Steel? I want to say that a FromSoft game, but I feel like that's completely incorrect. I know that their first game was on PC back in the day. I don't know. This one uh, is Bioware. BioWare released their first game, Shattered Steel, for MS-DOS. And Anthem is their most recent new IP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, a running joke for Respawning Fire to say, you remember Anthem? That game that came out? See, that joke doesn't work for me because I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right, last one here. September 17th, 1955. Real old. While he's known for coming out of pipes, this voice actor first came out of a vagina on this day in 1955. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I can picture him. And I know he does Mario and Luigi's voice. I don't know the actor's name. It is the, the voice actor since 1987 for the voice of Mario, Chris Martinet. Okay. What? He's also Ooh. Luigi, right? I don't, I don't know. I might be crazy, but I think he does both. Luigi voice actor. Danny Wells. Oh, that's from the the cartoon. No. No. Yeah, I don't know. I think he does multiple voices. He does Luigi as well. He does Luigi as well. See? That's the most important things in his life is coming out of a vagina and Mario and Luigi. (laughs) That's right. Big big three milestones in that guy's life. (laughs) 
And that's it for Game On Game Show, and that is it for episode 225 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're listening right now, I want you to give your ears a hug. And then I want you to take a picture somehow of you doing that, whether it's what Adam's doing right now with his hands or whether you've decided you can wrap your arms around your face somehow. I want, I want to see pictures of you trying to give your ears a hug. Uh, you have some homework, as always. Go tell your loved ones that you love them. Drop a penny on the ground so a child can find it and have good luck. And then go to patreon.com slash respawnaimfire to vote for barf games, play with us each week, get early access to RAF reviews in video form, and get some dope wallpapers for your devices. And uh, speaking of voting for barf games of the month, this month's game, Backlog Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends, is Batman Arkham Asylum. Again, that game's on sale still a few places. So go get it. Play along with us. It's a Metroidvania game starring Batman. It's going to be dope. Um, so I'm really excited to have that discussion at the end of the month. And then if you would like to vote on what's coming next month, which, shall, which will go up in probably about a week, a week and a half, patreon.com slash fire. Everyone can play the game. Only patrons can vote on what we play. That's it. Thanks, everyone, again for listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Thor weighs a lot of poods. Ew.